gosh hi y'all um <laughs> so i recorded that i did <laughs> i can't get over the f- i recorded that um like a couple days ago just randomly and i can't get over the fact that the drums just sound like two fourth graders in a drum recital and they're like trying to get in sync and they're giving like eye signals and they're like come on man get on beat I, I just, that, <laughs> that's what I picture. Um, so you're welcome. That's the image you're going to have in your head now once you listen back to that. I want you to listen back to that and just imagine two, two, <laughs> two, two drummers on stage across from each other and they bang their sticks. You're like, one, two, three, four. <laughs> Yo, what's up? How y'all been? I've been... Okay, <laughs> I okay. So I listened to one of Amanda Seals' um, podcasts, Small Doses, um, episode with Sunny Hostin, and they were all talking about Gen Z, and I was like, I listened to that, and I was like, oh, there's so much insight, but I was like, I I was like, oh, I don't know anything. <laughs> I was like, uh, I guess I shouldn't continue this podcast anymore. I know that was like a wild thought to have, but I was just like, I always create things and then I'm I always like I'm like that's stupid I shouldn't do that but one thing that's like really been helping me is like I've been getting a lot of feedback from y'all um my listeners and y'all have been like giving me feedback and telling me what you like about the show and that really means a lot like for real because you know I like I I just like to create stuff and then I like I really love the feedback I like when people like like oh that that was funny and oh i really like that song so i thank you guys so much for thank you all not you guys ugh thank you all for um listening and for being there and i apologize for not publishing something for two weeks i was just like yeah, i don't even know what i was like life is like up and down i'm just trying to make it one day at a time but i'm good now we're good i got a dope ass episode and i want y'all to enjoy Mwah. love you bye <laughs> Oh, and I want y'all to know I am trying to make these episodes shorter, so just know your girl's working on it. Okay? Okay, love you. Bye. Welcome to Roaring Twenties, a podcast where we hang out, chat about life, and discuss all the things you should know while you're 20 in the 20s, honey. My name is Nick, and you can follow me across all social media at It's Nick, I guess. And today I have a truly beautiful human. Um, I love your skin first and foremost, and your your smile is like my favorite. And actually, the first thing I think I noticed about you is your laugh because it's so distinct. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I have Maya Whitmore. Hey, everybody. Did I did I say that right? Please tell me I said your last yeah. name right. Oh my god, yeah, it's Whitmore. A lot of people say Whitemore, which is really totally on topic today. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Girl, I'm telling you. Okay, oh, speaking of, um, so first and foremost, I like to do this on my podcast just because I want to make it like a regular thing. So what are your pronouns? She, her. Cute. And my pronouns are they, them. Yeah. All right. So how are you? But more importantly, how are you right now? So right now, I'm actually really, really great. Um, I, one, I'm so happy to be here. So happy to be talking to you. I remember talking about doing a podcast with 
like so long ago. I'm yes. I have that in the back of my head. Like as soon as we talked about it, I was just ecstatic. Anyway, so I'm very excited right now. Um, Me too. Then, You're so ah. I love you so much. <laughs> I love you too. Um, so how am I just in general right now in the world? I feel like I am taking on a lot of pain and a lot of sadness. Mm. Um, and I feel that it's yeah. It's it's very important. I know to like remove myself like to make sure that I'm um not removed from what's going on but at least knowing that like I am okay and being okay is is good and it allows me to actually use my voice if if I wasn't in a position to use my voice then what what would I be doing <laughs> you know? right yeah I, I that's something I've been struggling with I've been taking more of like a, a step back I feel like poop most of the time and then I feel like I can I feel better and then I feel like poop again I know it's like a roller coaster oh my gosh one moment my cat is doing the most oh, right now you're good <laughs> oh oh my gosh yes oh give me the kitty I want all of the kitty I want all. Yes, I love them so much. They are my life. When I tell you, they they are the only thing keeping me going most days. Um, but okay, yeah. So where was I? Um, I feel yeah, it's like a roller coaster of emotions. Um, yeah. and I I have to keep reminding myself to ask myself how I feel in the moment, because mm-hmm. because I can get so overwhelmed about uh just by everything that's going on around me, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, the future, and then I'm like, oh, this is hopeless, and then I'm like, wait, no, hold on. How do I feel yeah. right now? Well, I'm healthy and I just took a shower and I have like something over, you know, and then it it starts to like, I start to yeah. like think myself happy, but. Right. No, I fully agree. The roller coaster. Um, I think it's also important as black people to know, and I'm not going to speak to the black experience because I can only speak to the biracial experience, but like as black people, uh, it, it's, it's not our responsibility to watch these videos to like to you know post each we don't have to use our own words like we don't have to find a way to say the most poetic thing about what's going on in the world because being black is hard enough and in knowing that your family or even yourself are a threat or are threatened by these people um is that was such a horrible slip of tongue um no it's <laughs> really- okay um just like knowing that that's not it's not our responsibility to watch these videos and repost these videos because it's right pain. yes yeah. oh my gosh um okay so before we get like into everything i have a new game it's not really new but it's like new to the podcast what? um and it's literally called 20 questions <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so here's how you play um so it's gonna be one topic um and then you're gonna have 20 questions and they're either yes or no questions okay okay so today's topic is people yes and you have 20 questions to guess and because i am who i am i will insert i will either answer with yeah or no okay Period. Yeah, <laughs> because the I like to say yes, like Ari, because duh. And then I just, I just, I just always feel like I don't know. Just whenever I feel like whenever I say no like that, it's almost as if like someone just asked me something, and I'm like, no, I really can't yeah. explain it. That's just what it no, is. No, I like the whole you know the moment before for me for that <laughs> no. Um, Come on, fresh <laughs> off the conservatory. Um, that, I think that for me is like somebody just asked if your hair's a weave. Because uh, that's perfect. happened to me way too many times at the conservatory. And I said, no. I did not grow my hair out for the past 12 years for you to sit up here. Right. Uh, hello. Actually, no, no, no. Actually, I have one better. Um, can I touch your hair? No. Perfect. Yes. Oh, <laughs> perfect. perfect. Mine was way too elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> no, yours is real, girl. They say more detail is better. <laughs> yours was real world application. <laughs> okay, so today's topic is people, okay? Okay. And go. Okay, um, people. Are they famous? Yeah. 
Okay. Um, um, do they prescribe to a gender or subscribe to a gender? Yeah. Okay. Um, is that uh, gender female? Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, how many questions is that? That's three. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Um, um, okay, so famous female. <laughs> oh, no, it is not. Okay, okay. Um, oh, this music is anxiety. Okay, no, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> Take my God, your time. no, you're good. It's <laughs> so funny. Wait, hold um, on. I got you. I got better. I got better music. I got you. Cool. Round two. Round oh, <gasps> twenty questions. Maya Whitmore and <laughs> a go. Okay. Um, is this person famous? Yeah. You said, is this person famous? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, does this person subscribe to a gender? Yeah. Okay. Is that gender female? No. <laughs> um, okay. So, he's male and he's famous. Is he, um, is he a musician? Say it again. Is he a musician? Yeah. Okay. Um... Is he black? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, is he modern day? Famous? Is he modern, is he modern day? Yeah, like, I'm just like... <laughs> is, he, was, is he now black, but, but used to not be black? No. <laughs> no, I mean... I mean, like, is he is he famous? Like, is his is he? Oh, like, okay, black famous today. Okay, got you. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we have black. We have famous. We have modern he... day black. Modern day black who is also famous. <laughs> I mean, in terms of his music. Yeah. Okay. Um. Is is he? Um. Is he is it Drake? Is that your final answer? You you're currently you are currently on question twelve. Oh shit. You have eight more questions. Is this I will give you two tries. I'll give you two tries. Okay. okay. Is that is, is that it your, Drake? Final? your final? Is yeah. that your final your first guess? Yeah. No. Oh okay. Rest, okay, okay, rest okay, in okay. peace to the head to the headphone wearers right now. <laughs> oh right. Oh my god. Um <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Uh is is he, um, is he also an actor? Yeah. Is he Tupac? You, okay, so this is question 14. Are you sure? You have six questions left. You have a modern day black who is also an actor who <laughs> has music that is relevant now that is not okay. Drake. <clears throat> oh my gosh. And you have six questions left and you have decided to choose... Tupac Shakur. Yes. Is that your final? You know what? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. All right. Bring me the envelope. Oh. I have the envelope here. I'm oh. opening the envelope. Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You you lost the game. Um, but it's okay. We have a consolation prize, <laughs> and it is a signed autograph picture of me holding my two cats. No, I'm kidding. So so okay. So it actually was Billy Porter. <gasps> Why did I? Oh my! I know. God. I know. I know. And it's and it it was like everything. <laughs> He's a modern day black, and <laughs> oh my god, it literally music music out right now. Love yourself is a really good song, um, and another one. Um, 
on topic. That's like fight for justice, something, justice is on the way, something, I don't know, but I love it. Um, and then On Pose, of course, which everyone check out um, season two, uh, streaming on Netflix right now. It is so good. I am in the middle of it right now. <gasps> I'm so, like, I need to finish it immediately. What episode are you on? I'm pretty sure when I said in the middle, I meant like two. But like- Girl, text me after episode four. I'm scared. Text me after episode okay. four, girl. You are not, I'm telling you, this show deserves so many awards. I could go on and on about the show. I love everyone oh from God. Pose. I, my my uh, professor, my um, Meisner teacher, professor, I don't know, whatever you call yeah, my, oh, actually, no. She has a name, the goddess of acting, who has retired, actually. Rest, not rest in peace, she's alive. But... Oh. <laughs> But um, she is going to be on the first episode of the third season. So I'm very excited. I know. I'm very excited. I know. She had a scene with Billy Porter and everything. And we were gagging over it in class. Uh, Oh, yeah. I can tell you off air. Okay. Okay. I'm so excited because I know this person. Yeah. They've been teaching. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I I really love... um, pose because it's a really good show um it highlights trans black women um and queer people um and it really at the at the core of it is talking about loving yourself and um the people around you and you can create your own family um and that brings us into this week's topic which is loving yourself hey all you cool cats What's up, y'all? This week, um, I'm coming at you with another donation. It's me because this donation or this organization is like really fucking dope and I can't wait to get involved with them. This week, I have the Okra Project. The Okra Project is a collective that seeks to address the global crisis faced by black trans people by bringing them home-cooked, healthy, and culturally specific meals, as well as resources to black trans people wherever they can reach them. During the Middle Passage... Our African ancestors snuck okra into captive ships to sustain themselves and to plant in the new world. Black diasporic cooking traditions often use the okra plant for its versatility, and it is often associated with health, prosperity, and community, honey. Um, So this, what they're doing is really, really awesome. They are... um, an organization where they go into black trans people's homes and they cook meals for them and they create a community um, and it's really incredibly amazing their their main thing is getting resources and home-cooked meals to black trans people and whenever I found out about them I was like I want to get involved so much they they do so much for the community they have the ogre academy basically where they are uh, they bring in black trans people and they teach them kitchen basics and recipes um different things to enrich their culinary lives they have the international grocery fund which is a fund that um allows them to send 40 dollars grants to black trans people anywhere in the world they have okra outings which um is like 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 outings to different places like theaters and community and artistic spaces they have their hashtag by okra series which is health and wellness and just like different things for black trans people what they're doing what they're doing is so incredible i love it so much they um also have two funds right now um to honor nina pop and tony mcdade and uh, many other trans black people who have been murdered by the state-sanctioned violence. They, um, the Ogre Project is dedicating $15,000 to create the Nina Pop Mental Health Recovery Fund and the Tony McDade Mental Health Recovery Fund. Um, they're asking the community to match the commitment by donating, um, donating anything that you can, any monetary support to sustain the work, or to donate one of your scheduled sessions with your black therapist. So th- they're doing so many amazing things. And if you would like to get involved, to donate, to learn more about the Okra Project, you can go to theokraproject.com for more information. And we are back. So this week's topic is loving yourself, right? So we begin to become aware of ourselves at around 18 months of age. From then on, we are shaped by a multiplicity of different factors, including family, religion, society, school, and probably the most, racism. With each stage of life, we become more aware of ourselves. We start to understand our place in the world and where we should, quote, fit in. 
For a lot of people, it's not that simple. Being Black in America is extremely tough, especially if you've added layers such as being a mixed woman or identifying as gender non-conforming. While Black people aren't a monolith, a lot of the problems we struggle with come from not being loved properly or being shown how to love ourselves properly. Combine that with systematic racism, along with a nine to five and a school, and a lot of Black people never find time to truly love themselves. While learning to love yourself is a never-ending journey that continues as we grow and evolve, I want to talk about how to begin that journey. So my question to you is, when were you first aware of the expression, love yourself? So I think that I was introduced to that topic of loving yourself when we would do those, um, those, what was it? The social, the social charts in like kindergarten <gasps> and it treat others how you want to be treated. Mine was laminated. Oh my gosh. No, you're so lucky. Ours was on like a stupid line piece of paper, like <laughs> types of pens and markers. It looked super non- cohesive or cohesive but honestly that is the best oh my I, I i actually still have all of my like composition books and journals from like kindergarten and stuff my mom put them in a um a, a like a big ass tub and like all my artwork all my pillars and shit from like school and i like it's really funny because uh when they came to visit me and bring some of my stuff up they brought i wanted the i wanted the container that had all of my childhood stuff in it but I didn't want this childhood stuff in it, but they brought all the stuff. And so I was like, yeah, I know. Um, and so, and so, so I have the journals with me. Um, but yeah, that, the, yeah, the really, really young, um, I can say for me, I had no concept until I like moved out of the house um, like I, had, I mean like I actually I will take that back my life is like a sandwich of happiness if that makes sense like oh, yeah. <clears throat> like a cookies and cream oh perfect perfect analogy cookies and cream oreo right where it's like cookie on the top cookie in the bottom and cream and cookie in the middle right so it's like the cookie on the outside is like happiness and then on the inside even though it's reversed because the cream is the best on the inside it's like the cream is like the sad parts but like the cookie inside the cream was like a bit of happiness so what i'm trying to say is like when i was a kid i was like very very happy and so sure of myself and then around third grade it was like boom depression the world is like this is who you are and then i moved out and then i started to unpack all of that and then i was like oh i don't love myself i need to i need to one thing led to another and I was like oh I need to take time for myself etc and and then I started to reconnect to that little kid and then I slowly but surely started to begin this journey that really doesn't end um but that was my journey you know um and it's so interesting because it's it's, I feel like it's ever-changing. I mean, as we grow and evolve and we create new relationships and we learn things about ourselves and we uncover things and, you know, as life happens, we learn more about ourselves and we fall in love with those things or we hate those things for a long time and then we learn to love those things or, you know what I mean? Um, I fully agree with that. And I don't want to cut you off if you have more No, to say. no, no, no. I, I could go on and on, but I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm interested in, in, in knowing, like, what was your first relationship with that phrase and, and how did you come about it, you know? Yeah, um, I think I answered on a very surface level, like the idea of like where, I'm, where I was first um, introduced to the concept of loving yourself um, so that you can love others. But that's how it was introduced to me was loving myself to love others. And so I kind of skipped that part of loving myself first and I just loved others. I've always mm. considered myself a very like open and loving and like honest, empathic person and so I through life i always always put loving others first so my journey with that actually looks like not loving myself not loving myself really not loving myself and then starting to love myself a little bit more and mm. uh, and i'm finally at a place where i've accepted a lot of the things a lot of the the flaws that I had, which weren't necessarily flaws, because loving other people first is not a horrible thing. It just it just means that I was putting myself on the back burner. So that is the bad part. Mm, mm. Um, I love that. I love that you said that. Yeah, it, it's it's hard um, 
to go from like being super, super people oriented, people pleaser um, to kind of taking time for yourself because you feel like you're being extremely selfish. Um, and I had a very difficult time with that because I felt like oh I was being so, so selfish just by putting energy into myself. Um, and it, yes. was, it was really, it was really painful because people really thought people, ex, you know, beca- began to take advantage of my niceness and my selflessness. Yeah. And then, and that's not like to toot my own horn to be like, I'm super selfless because it's actually really difficult and dangerous to be a selfless person. Yeah. In really uncomfortable and unsafe situations that are a result of you being a good person. And so you feel like, oh, why, am I, why am I being so nice to this person that's treating me like absolute crap? Oh, I, I love that you said that. And that's something that initially I can, I remember when we first initially talked, I was like, we are the same in this way and so many ways, but particularly this way, because that's what, that's how, that's my, the trajectory of my loving yourself journey too. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I had no idea that I could say no in situations. I had no idea because like at, growing up, I, I mean, it's like a really sad story, but like, I would like buy the bullies at, my school donuts every week with the money I got from cutting the grass just so that way they would be nice to me and then they'd be nice to me for a day and then like go back to kicking my ass or verbally not really physically because I can stand up for myself and also it was Christian school um but they would start doing it again on Monday and 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 really I never was like really taught and I never like I never really understood how to love myself because for me I I'm really good at multitasking. And so I can like give all of myself to other people and also give to myself at the same rate. And I can also be good with giving myself less and giving out more to people. And, and so what it was, was I was always really good at that. And what I'm understanding is like a lot of the relationships I had, I was giving, 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 giving. And like you said, I was starting to understand that people were taking advantage of that, but I don't think they knew they were taking advantage. And so every time I would like, every time I would like be like, I need this one thing from you or like, I need, I like, can you meet me in this area? They like, they, there would be pushback or blowback. And I'm like, I'm doing all of this for you. And I'm not even prioritizing myself. Right. And, and and it's like a double-edged sword because it's like, why can't you just, but then it's like, it's not really their, it's not really their job to make me feel or love myself enough you know what I mean yeah I- exactly and and then you f- find yourself like going into relationships a little bit too soon because you mm. want you you know that you can put the responsibility like if you trust somebody to love you as much as you love them then it takes out of the equation you having to love yourself in a in some sort of messed up mathematical way like yeah. <laughs> um you know if you can rely on somebody else to love you in, in unconditionally, then you don't have to worry about doing it yourself. And of course, obviously like that change that has changed since for me, but you know, it's, you put yourself in uncomfortable situations and it's not like to blame yourself or anything. It's not like I sit here and I'm like, Oh, if I wasn't such a good person, <laughs> but, right? Yeah. but um, because there, yeah, I mean, everybody, even people that this resonates with in particular, there's going to be relationships that maybe you didn't like, they weren't safe, healthy relationships um, on the other end as well. Like that, like you were maybe not the most loving or giving person. Um, everybody, you know, it's it's a full mm-hmm. thing. It, it, some people just can do the loving your part yourself better. Um, yeah. So yeah. No, I think you're you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. And and when did you when did you so so when did you begin this journey? Because I know when we when we first talked about this episode, you said recently you had started to come into owning your your black beauty and 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 what it means to love yourself. So actually, my first 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 um, I guess the beginning of my journey really starts uh, I think at the age of thirteen. It was um, thirteen. I was at school now up until my sophomore year of high school i had been straightening my hair every single day every single day because in any day that i didn't go that i went to school with my hair curly or natural i was like i was disgusted i I felt disgusting i felt horrible i felt really 
I because I went to school with all white people and that and that's not like a like white people made me feel this way I was also raised by a white woman and not that Mm. that not that she told me that I couldn't wear my hair a certain way but like you know seeing my mother who has you know beautiful hair that doesn't look like mine and then seeing all these quote unquote beautiful girls at school who all look the same why don't I look like them Mm. Uh, and it was also a, a thing of trying to make myself more like them so then I can gain more respect from teachers and faculty and peers um because then I fit in better and, and it in for me because my physical appearance was so different I had to find the easiest and quickest way to make myself look more like them and so it was so, like a survival tactic really it really, sounds like it yes um because I didn't want to be the black girl I wanted to be the student um mm. but, oh my gosh i that same mentality yes it's that weird that weird fucked up mentality where it's like i'm not i'm not black i just want to be i just want to be a teacher i just want to be i don't want to be seen as black you know what i yes. mean yes and on the dangerous side of that it's because they taught me that like being black wasn't okay like being black wasn't mm. okay so find a way to make yourself not black so yeah it is totally like a double-edged sword in that sense because now you're looking at it like you want to erase your own blackness to be better but you also still want to like at that age you're just like the only thing you can do is survive and i know that that sounds dramatic but in those in that stage of your life most people are going through such like like teenage crises you know Mm -hmm. um so that actually when it started to happen what happened was and it's funny because i i credit a white blonde man for um helping me love myself not even like a student he was a teacher really Um, yes he was a teacher uh, a student teacher he was like 23 Mm -hmm. i was kind of a yes yes (laughs) we're like in ezra fitz and like um aria love story pretty little liars situation (laughs) i could totally get him fired from whatever job he's working at so like i'm not gonna say anything ever happened because it didn't oh girl who? <laughs> Who? Oop. <laughs> so yeah no no like nothing ever happened the thing was he had a beautiful curly afro Ooh. like this blonde white man had a beautiful curly afro and i saw that and like first of all again i was infatuated with him i thought he was the most beautiful man on this earth and i was like wow and so we would start talking he would go with me to the gay straight alliance club meetings um mm-hmm. And I would get a chance to like talk openly with like faculty and, you know, my peers that were um, part of the LGBT community and um, plus community. And I, I started to like, you know, really like how he had his hair, but he always wore it up. And so he made a bet with me one day because I had, I had come to school. I was really low because my hair was curly. It was raining or something. I was so angry. And it was just like, it was not a good day. And so my hair was up and he was like, I feel like your natural hair is really beautiful. This is the first, like the first person to interact with me at school that day. And he was like, I feel like your hair, natural hair would be really beautiful. Uh, Tell you what, if you wear your hair down and curly tomorrow, I will too. And I, my little 13, 14, I'm pretty sure I was 15 at the time. Like, I don't want to say, like, I was, like, this young-ass girl. And no, this teacher's, like, I, a professor. I think I just, like, automatically almost got down on one knee. I was, yeah. like... Right? right? We I can get like, married right now. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm, like, okay. <laughs> Age difference, not that big. <laughs> um, so, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, wait, no, how, exactly. wait, how much... Wait, how old was he? He was like 23. Oh, LOL, JK. I, oh, I forgot this was a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking you were, okay, LOL, just kidding. Never mind. That's not okay. No, it's not okay. But I was like, he wasn't being gross. I was. (laughs) No, I know what you mean. It it was, it was kind of just like a, that was like, he, I felt like maybe he saw a little kid stuck in whatever. And he was like, hey, you know what? here's a way to get through to you you know what i mean absolutely and i think he was being a guide he was helping guide me because he he wasn't like the conservative teachers in the school um and he wasn't like the rest of the community and i think that he could see that i 
didn't see color or in my in you know through my eyes I tried my hardest to be something I wasn't and I think he could pick up on that I think he was very intuitive so um it was really it was really interesting so that happened and then I started wearing my hair natural more often um it was really a huge coming of age for me um if if there was a movie about a mixed girl who wore her hair straight for the first time like that's my life but it's not that eventful but it was huge for me um really it was it was really huge for me like I thought about I still think about it all the time like I actually messaged him the other day and I said hey Zach I don't know if you remember me I was like this little girl you wore your hair down one day or you you bet whatever I the same story yeah like of course I remember you I'm so happy to see that you're doing well and I see what you're doing in the world and I think it's incredible and like that that just made me it, it just felt really nice to like hear from the person that really did like his impact was so major in my right. life and just to think that like one person could say wear your hair down I bet you like I dare you but it couldn't have come from anyone it couldn't have come from everyone right. and it has to come from a place of like like if you if you idolize and glorify these people and that's going to be on the topic of representation like if you see a black woman on screen with her natural hair out you're going to be more validated to do that now i'm not comparing this white man to a black woman because that's no no but it's 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 simple it's as simple as representation and and that's the thing that like it's so frustrating and it makes it so hard to like look at commercials or or like look at tv because it's just like I just want to see, you just want to see yourself doing good. It's simple. You want to see yourself doing good. You want to see yourself evolving. You want to see yourself, you know what I mean? Like, like, like we see white people in all different stages of life and all different forms on TV and commercials and ads, everything. So they can be whoever they want. You know what I mean? For, 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 and, and like, as the deeper you go and, 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 and intersectionality and, and, and where you fall and being black or being queer or being a woman, et cetera. It's like, you, you, there's so little you can barely see, yeah. you know? And that's again, why I love Pose so much because it's setting a new standard. It's, it's rewriting history. It's making history, you know? And it's, not, it's not some incorrect or like invalid story. It's, you know, this is what life was like and it's not so provide mm-hmm. You know, nobody's playing into a stereotype. They're living real, true lives. That's what's beautiful about it. And you know, I, I absolutely love Pose. I fell in love with it, and it's not a community that I, I think I understand as much as I want to understand, um, and know more about and be educated on. And so mm-hmm. I, think that show does a really good job of, just like pushing you in that direction of being educated in terms of like you know that part of the community i do yeah I, i'm bi i'm bisexual but i don't really like i don't like the term because and i guess i don't know much about it uh about uh-huh. like analogy but like i'm not just attracted to male or female i'm attracted to those who don't prescribe to or subscribe to a gender I'm yes I, with, like, you know, I, I i feel the same way i'm i'm the same way i i don't i choose to not define my honestly gender or sexual identity and i understand that like for government reasons there needs to be a precedent for that but i think that like for me in my house mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as hello as long as you have a beating heart and and what i've what i've learned is that in loving myself and learning to love myself i have to prioritize prioritize and give my time and information time and energy excuse me into those things that i like things that i love so that way like like for me this quarantine has been like wild for me um and i i like have an idea of writing a um movie about it but it's it's so interesting because i actually was like living so i i was like living in my room like like this whole time I mean I know a lot of people are but I'm like in an empty apartment essentially I like and the going through school going through everything and I'm a people person and I like need to be touched I need to interact with people I need to feel people you know what I mean but 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 the way 
I was loving myself before was not the best because I was like giving, to, giving, 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 and then, and then like not worrying about my, and just like putting myself like over here and like giving, 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 putting myself over here, and then like wanting like one thing from someone, and then they don't give me that one thing, and I and I feel like down, I feel awful, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, I just wanted to hang out with you this one time. How come you didn't? And you know what I mean? It's like the whole thing, and then. <clears throat> So going through this whole quarantine when you no longer have all of that and you have to sit here and you have to be like, oh, I can't, you have yeah, to think. You're trying to navigate something, but your mind can't even process what you're Yeah. There's nothing to navigate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I like, um, for me, my loving myself has recently, I've come more into that because of medicine and I've never, ever, ever, ever. Mm never pushed for medicine i was always like no i can do this myself i've mm -hmm. never been medicated and i've never actually even seen a therapist but i recently like as of like a month ago um i started seeing a therapist and oh. i went to a therapist and they told me like i was dealing with i was battling depression and anxiety mm. and i never considered like and for me those terms were like so in my head they were debilitating but I like didn't realize that I was being I was debilitated I was so yeah I know what you mean you were <laughs> you you were you were essentially creating those storms in your head right and but then I realized like um and even today it's funny like right before we got on this the like this call like I was sitting and listening to psychology 101 from Yale like Yale courses mm -hmm. and telling they were explaining like what is depression like what are the symptoms of depression who is depressed like what does that look like and she was describing them and I was like wow I that's exactly what I was experiencing and I never knew how to put it to words one and never thought that I was depressed because it was showing up in a very like under the table way um and so like and, and for me that was like just not okay like a general disinterest for the things that I love. Um, like I, I love acting, I love singing, but I could not for the life of me get up and make a self tape. Like I yeah. just couldn't. In my head, I was telling myself, I can't do it. If I do it, something bad is gonna happen. Like I was making shit up. <laughs> like yeah. I couldn't do it. It was yeah, so I, awful. I, yeah, I, I, I feel you. I dealt with the same thing. And, and <clears throat> the thing that's so tricky about anxiety and depression is that like everyone, they're, their symptoms they're, they're just like they're like warning signs they're saying hey there's a blockage here yeah emotions are essentially just energy in motion we are big big ass balls of energy and when something affects us we have to process it somehow and that's where the energy the whatever energy you get oh this person's happy boom that the the emotion i feel happy this person just yelled at me threw their the anger at me boom now i'm pissed you know what i mean and so yeah. when you can no longer deal with those things when when you have to not get angry because your your dad might might beat you you have to you your 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 body is essentially a computer and your brain is the software so the body says no we can't let on anymore no whenever you see this no tears yeah. And then the brain, so whenever, so whenever the brain feels the emotion and the body says, the, the, the brain says, I need to cry. The body says, nope, you can't. Because yeah. if, you, if, if you do, if you do, you will danger, 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 danger. Your yeah. body doesn't it's understand. So it's so simple. And mm -hmm. like the simplest things become like the biggest issues. If you, the way that you process um, anything is this catastrophic and ma massive right um and, and yeah no i fully relating it to a specific you know traumatic event or like something that you had to deal with exactly uh, as a as a sexual assault survivor you know even like being with someone that you absolutely love and adore in an intimate way there are things that like you obviously like there's triggers everybody anybody and everybody that knows anything about sexual assault knows that there's triggers and there's things that you can't do or can't like there's things that hurt you and no matter how much you know that that person loves and cares about you you 
you will freeze. You will like in everything that reminds you of that, anything that reminds you, there's specific words, there's tones of voices that people can use that just send you back into that specific mode. And that's either fight or flight. It's that simple. And I'm a fighter. Like I will say something back and typically it ends up damaging or hurting the other person. And mm -hmm. so like tying up all back in like that, that to me felt very selfish. And those like that anxiety and that depression, I didn't start to feel until after I was assaulted. And so there was like a lot, it was, it was really difficult because I couldn't, I, I just wasn't loving myself. And it also felt like I wasn't capable of being loved either. So it was just like, there was like, there was so many things. There was a plethora of issues going on. And right. <laughs> so finally, like, yes, I'm going to say being on medicine has like significantly just but it's, but it's really it, I love that you said that though because because that that you recognize that and 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 not until you recognize that can you then address it and start to deal with it process it you know what I mean yeah. and that's yeah. that's that's like you know mental health and is a big part of loving yourself um if you're not good up here, I mean, everyone should know RuPaul's saying, uh, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love someone else? It's the truth. Um, but in your mind, if you're not good there, it, you can't be good holistically as a person. And then then you can't be the best you for other people. It's like, it's like a whole thing. Um, so mental health is like a really, really big thing. And you have to start to unpack those things. And, and I love that you started to talk about depression and anxiety because they're so stigmatized and, and TV and, and everything. And we call they people call people crazy and, yeah. and it, we don't prioritize it as, a, as we do physical health in America. So a lot of the, the, a lot of the things that, that, the way capitalism works and a lot of the things that the way society works is things that are legal, like um, <clears throat> cigarettes and alcohol and things to help you cope with those things only add to the depression, add to the anxiety yeah. instead of, and then people develop unhealthy relationships with them. And it's like this whole thing. And so right. if you can start to understand your, you know, where these things are coming from, you can avoid being tripped up by these things and start the journey to loving yourself that's the yeah. big thing is like starting the journey you know um because i feel like a lot of people it's not it's not prioritized it's not something that we prioritize it's not you know what i mean that is on precision honey yes it's like no it's not we're not seeing commercials telling you to love yourself you know what i mean like you have to go search those things out and if you're not searching those things out because you have a job you have to go to you have school or you have you know what i mean yep and the black experience is literally trying to provide for yourself and worrying about dying every day so how in all of that can you find time to actually take the time to say I am beautiful today. I love my crazy hair. Yes. I love my crazy loud voice. Like I yes. love it. I love that it. And that's me. And it's okay. And I mean the crazy, I say crazy, but I don't mean that because you, the whole world is so wrapped up in, in what to say, when to say it, how to say it. And nobody, not a single goddamn person on this earth is going to be able to love themselves if they're so worried about like everything else in the world and and not on like a ignorant you should say ignorant standpoint because you shouldn't you should be very well educated in what's going on around you but you also have to be able to remove yourself and be able to sit down and like you said ask yourself bringing it full circle you know ask yourself yeah. how is it how am i doing right now i took a shower <laughs> I drank water, I washed my face, I got out of bed, because for me, that was a huge thing. Getting out of bed was so difficult. I could not do it. Honestly, when, when depression knocks at your door and says, bitch, I'm staying and I'm not leaving, mm -hmm. that, is the first, that is the first thing she makes you do. It is like, close the blinds, sit in bed, I'm telling you. But, yeah. but, but I, I love that. I love that you, what, what you said before, right, about, about, you know, looking at yourself, the person that, 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 that just all of yourself and, and saying, I love my hair. I love my, this, I love my, that, and, and being okay with that and looking at those things that you aren't okay with and being like, if I can 
if, if I don't like that, I can change it. Like, it's really not that big of a deal. And I think so many things that people obsess about are things that they're told to obsess about, like, like weight, et cetera. And, yes. and, and that I just say weight because that's like a big thing. And I think I love people of all different sizes. Oh my God. Well, you know, <laughs> we're not meant to look the same. Yeah. No, what I, one one thing that's so funny that you bring that up one thing that I've always dealt with was an eating disorder and not specifically because of my body um like my size or anything it was a mm-hmm. thing I felt like I lacked control and then it slowly over time became an an image thing and I as well love people of all sizes but when it comes to me or when it came to me because I haven't felt this way in a quite some time but like when it came to me looking at my body in the mirror I had to look like this that and the other um I had to be skinny I had to have abs I had to have big boobs I had to have a big ass Mm. like all those things were very important to me for whatever reason for like a very short amount of time I can't say that that's how I feel anymore do I look Mm -hmm. in the mirror sometimes and say oh my gut looks a little bit bigger today I'm not really having it absolutely because I had McDonald's breakfast like three days in a row Okay, at me. I literally had McDonald's the past three days. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard when it's really cheap and Uber Eats barely charges you anything. And it's like, but that—that's how they get you, girl. Oh my gosh, I could go into a whole, a whole system, (laughs) like about why there's about McDonald's. about how there's a Popeyes and a McDonald's right across the street, but over in a good part of town, they got the Trader Joe's, they got the artisanal, they got all, all that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but I wanted to ask you, uh, what does it look like when, when, when you realize you have something to work on, right? Because loving yourself is a journey and it has ups and downs. And for me, like when, when, whenever I um, moved out and I like started to work on myself and unpack things about my religion and sexuality and when I thought about the world and politics, et cetera, because I just can't believe things that are told to me without a why. Um, when I start to unpack those things and on all the insecurities and, and stuff, I started to be like, okay, I need to like take time for myself. That's typically what it is for me. I'm like, I need to take time for myself. Granted, I literally am always alone. <laughs> um yeah. But I, I'm always like, I need to take time for myself and focus on this one thing. But what, what, I, what, I, what it is really is it's just really me identifying like, oh, so I don't like my skin. So that means I'm going to have to get skin care. And that means I'm going to have to learn, et cetera. And so for me, it's like, oh, I need to be alone. So that way I can focus on that one thing. And that's just because that's like because I have ADHD and like I have to zero in on one thing. So for me, what it looks like a lot of the times is like stepping back and being like, oh, I recognize this problem. Let me see how I can fix that and give all of myself to it. So that way I can not be tripped up by this one thing or or I see this problem and it's really getting me down. And I'm like, I need to spend more time in that area. You know what I mean? What does it look like for you? And and does it, what's your process like if it's, if it even is a process? Yeah, it's really funny that you say you take the time to zero in on that one thing, because for me, the danger for me was hyper focusing on one thing that was dangerous because it became me too. It's it's so scary because you sit there and you're like, you're like, okay, now I have to spend $30,000 on skincare. Oh my gosh. Um, and now I have to go to, I have to walk to the store, but people are going to see my skin. Like there were yeah. so many things. Everything was exacerbated. Like, exactly. On 10. On 10. On <laughs> um, like it was, it was bad. So what it looks like for me right now is, is patience and being curious. Oh, I just, ha- oh my gosh. Why I just I'm sorry I just have such an aversion a, a visceral reaction every time I I have such hard time with patience because that's okay, that's okay. <sighs> I think well let me tell you I'm gonna tell you what my process is because I'm not a very patient person either like if I see a zit on my forehead I'm like okay now I need to go to the store right now like I was <laughs> but um what it looks like for me now is being curious okay why why am I focusing on this one thing? Mm, that's a big thing. Saying why. why? Uh, always and, asking yourself why. And then what happens if? So like what happens if this zit is on my face? 
what happens? Like, what is actually the worst thing that could happen? And so for me, it mostly comes into like, like my weight or my body. So like, I'll look in the mirror and I'm like, okay, I don't like what I look like today. Why? I had McDonald's three days in a row. <laughs> okay. um, what happens if I walk or what, like what happens so repurposing the same questions that I, I like kind of asked myself in the beginning, like if mm-hmm. I don't right now, like what is going to happen? Like, what are people going to say? What are people going to think instead flipping it and making it a positive thing? Like, well, like what's the absolute worst that can happen? No one's going to give a shit. Like that's truthfully like right. what happened. And I know that in like in my head for the longest time, it was like, the absolute opposite so i was always negative like why am i thinking this way why does my brain work like this why am i thinking all these negative things Mm -hmm. and then for me it was like an external voice i was hearing um and it it was like was that like this voice was speaking to me and making and like saying why are you thinking this way that's really shitty um (laughs) good luck thinking like that for the rest Really, that's the voice I was hearing. You're you're good. Like you're in. I can see you. You're good. Like you're you're so in. (laughs) Hi, welcome. Hi, welcome. (laughs) Welcome to Club Barbo. Um, you're good. You're so in. (laughs) Baby's right over there. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so. Okay, so I want to talk about the positives of loving yourself, right? Because there are so many good things that come out of learning to love yourself. And there's so many, like, I feel like it's like taking off, like, like layers of backpack or taking off like luggage when when you're like, oh, I didn't like my eyebrows before, but now I just learned how to fleek those motherfuckers. And now I'm feeling good. You know what I mean? It it really, like, it really, like, for me, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a puzzle, like, or it's like one thing after another. Cause like, for me, I was like, I really hate my brows. So then I started to like work on those. And then I was like, oh, I got the brows down. I was like, I think I'm going to work on eyes. And then, and then like, and then it's like, it starts a chain reaction. It's like that Disney song. Um, If you, if you know, like Disney channel, it's like that one little action, a chain reaction, the never stop. Oh, period. But what is it from? Because that sounds, I mean, it's, I don't think, actually, you know what? It's the, it's the make a change. No, because you need to keep it to yourself because I only want to hear what you just did for the rest of my life in regards to what I <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. No, it's, um, <laughs> so like back in the day, and Disney Channel, they would get all the, all the Disney Channel stars and they would like, like get together and be like, like Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato, Miley Cyrus, and the Jonas oh Brothers. God. Yeah, and it's, they have like their songs. These are my jams. Oh my gosh. Yeah, sorry. I went off on a tangent. What I was trying to say is I want to talk about the positives of loving yourself because once you learn to love one thing, it can lead to, learn, it can lead to loving another thing, which can lead to another thing. So I think the most positive thing to come out of loving myself, of course, is loving myself. Um, and actually being comfortable in the body and the, in the mind that I'm in. I think being comfortable in both of those things is imperative. Um, and, but one of the best things that came out of it was that my relationships with people, and maybe it's not noticeable for other people, but it's definitely noticeable for me. I'm more accepting, I'm more loving, I'm more kind and patient because I was in a stage where I was very selfish and I was like, I need to be me right now. And it was like, it wasn't a healthy, selfish way either Mm -hmm. um, for a little bit of time. Um, But when I finally, you know, figured things out a little bit and wrapped my finger or, you know, put my finger on it, um, I was able to actually notice my interactions with people. And like, one of the biggest things for me was like, for a while when I was really depressed, I suppose, um, was when other people were really, really happy around me, it would, it would make me mad because I would want to be just as happy and I wouldn't know how. Yeah. I feel like if I did it, I would be faking it. And I'm like, okay, well now I'm just being fake and I don't want to be a fake person because I'm a genuinely a happy person. So what's going on with me? Right. Um, so now I feel like I can genuinely be happy and enjoy my self like be comfortable with myself I also wasn't able to be by myself with my thoughts like at all oh yeah actually enjoy a little bit like being alone and focusing on me I love that that is like that is like 
the goal is to like have a healthy relationship with self-care and loving yourself enough to where it just is who you are and it just becomes what you do and it's just incorporated into your daily routine in your life you know and you become okay with all the roller coasters that life brings because you know that you're good here first you know and when you're not good here you know it's okay to take yourself give yourself um time you know um but anything you want to plug um your social media oh yes um you can follow me on instagram is where i'm most active i used to be super active on twitter um but anyway on instagram it's maya m-i-a-h dot whitmore w-h-i-t-m-o-r-e thank you so much for listening to this episode of roaring 20s if you like what you hear please rate and review me on apple podcasts you can follow me across all social media at it's nick i guess and be sure to be safe wash your hands and i love you have a great day or night Oh my god. Roaring Twenties is a podcast that is recorded, edited, and mixed by yours truly. The music at the beginning and end of every episode is created by Elijah Lyons, and the cover art was created by Chris McClain. <laughs>